Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to jump in today's podcast episode. Episode number 90, we have a special guest, Delanda Sitari. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Delanda her story about how she built her businesses. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi, Talinda. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Yeah, super excited to start this podcast today and learn more about you and your journey. I know you're like a business coach and helping entrepreneurs uh, all over the US and throughout the worldwide as well. And like the most important thing is like uh, starting a business and having a business going. It's, it's not like as simple as people think. There is a lot behind the scene. like uh, a lot of people don't know so i'd love to uh, talk about more and understand more about your your success and how you built your business and career and is there something like you always wanted to do like a beginning of your starting your career you knew like you, you always wanted to help entrepreneurs or business coach or like uh, you just accidentally happened in being in the business world uh yeah i fell into this that's that's kind of where the fun story is i guess well it depends on how you define fun yeah uh, but that that's where kind of the crux of the story begins this is not where i thought i was going to end up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's like a similar with me like i i didn't know like how gain to like entrepreneurship and business always knew at the early age then when i moved to uk when i was 16 and my family and people around me made it so hard to get into business they're like you need a six figure check to get start any kind of business in here it's not possible and so many obstacles so many hardship and yeah then after that like i i bought into like a their mentality and i got graduation and i looking for like a secure job like being a primary school teacher which i did for six months then one of my friend came and well, you he, did that for six months Yeah, I did six months. Yeah, working in a year four children and year two children. Um, I was enjoying that during the process, but actually I wasn't enjoying the whole work and the whole curriculum thing and all system itself. And obviously the amount of pay I get, I was like thinking if I get married, if I have a partner and she, if she doesn't work, that will be really hard for me to like maintain the whole household. The income is, is not really great. So yeah, one of my friend was like doing a business in network marketing space. Then he showed me like there is a way you can start with a little money or no money at all to any kind of business if you have a desire. So yeah, that's how I end up in the business world. So tell me like uh, your story like uh, which is like why did you choose uh, helping entrepreneurs and business person? Like what's the back story? Why did you choose that kind of career? how far back do we go uh yes i help entrepreneurs in business ownership through the franchising route so the reason i got involved in this uh yeah. is years ago another chapter of my life i was married and in living in western new york which uh for those that are listening outside the states is buffalo new york so very okay. famous for niagara falls and having lived in manhattan it, i always kind of joked i'm on the wrong side of the state Uh Buffalo, New York is a fabulous town for the people. I've made some wonderful friends there. I still keep in touch, but it I think anyone that I speak to would agree that it's not for transient people. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of growth, uh, it's very difficult to start businesses there. And uh I became very excited having been from Central Ohio. Yeah. Uh Columbus, Ohio area. 
uh, very excited. I kind of was that girl at the gym because I saw someone <laughs> that had on an Ohio State sweatshirt and I got so excited they had to be my friend. <laughs> and turns out, I mean, and this is where some of the fun stories come in, but uh, her and her husband were also both from central Ohio or thereabouts. Yeah. And uh, they owned a local franchise in Buffalo. Right. And a big nationally no na uh, name known franchise. They had a few other locations across the country, but the Buffalo one was their, you know, their, their mainstay, sort of like the umbrella one over the other ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, became friends with them and uh, saw a different lifestyle that they had. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband at the time would drive 45 minutes east to a small town to work in a small family, good business. Right. But... Right. And he was the highest paid non-family member. <laughs> so come 2008, 2009, guess who the first person is that gets cut from payroll? And, you know, we were thrown into this as, as everyone during that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, very much of an unknown. What's next? Uh, you know, he started interviewing. There was a lot of talk about going back home to Ohio. He was from Northeast Ohio. And, uh, but at the same time, our friends who own the franchise and said, get into franchise, own your own business. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you were doing for this family. Why not do it for yourself? And we looked at owning the one that they had, not, not theirs in Buffalo, but that, that, that name brand. And what I quickly learned in franchising is that if it's a name that you've heard, it's either taken uh, crazy expensive to get into, or you're going to have to wait for a resale somewhere in Timbuktu, yeah. <laughs> usually because of health issues, divorce issues, you know, that kind of thing. And there was a location available <laughs> in like Medford, California. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so we started working with uh, a consultant, which is now ironically what I do. And they helped find franchise concepts that then would uh, take through an investigation process. And we were awarded a franchise. It was available in Northeast Ohio. So we went back home and uh, it was great. It, it was yeah. business ownership. Um, I, I joked a lot because I had worked, it was a painting franchise, nationally okay. known painting franchise. And uh, and I had ironically worked at corporate Sherwin-Williams in their grand openings department. So in the marketing department of that company. Yeah. And I had joked, I'm, I'm back in painting somehow. <laughs> and uh, so, so I, it's I, like a painting and decorating, right? So just to yeah, understand. So yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, a painting franchise. And, and Sherwin-Williams is uh, like a global brand for... Oh my gosh, for residential paints, commercial paints, they yeah. do Navy contracts. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. It's a huge company. And I remember joking with my husband at the time, and I always remember this, not only because of how true it was, but um, I, I think it kind of encapsulates the idea of franchising. If you pick up a paintbrush, we're going to lose money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, you know, they gave him excellent training, uh, came in and we had a new territory. Right. And during the first year or two of owning that new territory, 
um, another territory within Northeast Ohio became available. It was a resale. Okay. Uh, which gets into a whole nother thing. But uh, so we, we purchased the resale. We had a huge territory now in Northeast Ohio and life was good for about two, three years, four years, I would say. Right. And then my life fell apart and I'm an open book about it. We can certainly get into it, but to stay on topic to your question, um, during my life falling apart and, and basically the, the, the cover coming off the truth here, um, I got involved in another side of franchising where I worked with a development firm out of North Carolina and there was, they, they, it's called an FSO franchise sales organization. Right. And they look for brands to take on, to build, and then market as a franchise system across the country. And I was representing one of their new brands. And then mm-hmm. from there, I was contacted to uh, come now to the consultant side, which brings it full circle that I now am helping people, like the person that was helping us take a look at franchise systems yeah. um, when we were first looking at it. So, you know, I enjoy this job because... I can, I can come from the perspective of my clients and, and really help them understand some of the fears. And even if they should be doing this, this isn't for everybody. Uh, franchising definitely, or business ownership in general is not for everyone. And, and understanding some of those concerns, the questions, uh, I, I'm trying to add more of a, a slight life coach approach so that you know decisions are made emotionally, but people back it up with, with data or facts. Yeah. And so I'm trying to help, you know, the, the full roundness of those decisions that people are making, because these are big decisions, you know, getting married, having children, starting a business. These are, these are all big turning points in people's lives. Yeah, great. So when did you actually start working with entrepreneurs and business owners? Is, is it recently or like a quite a long time? Um, back in 2014. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be when I started with the franchise sales organization out of Raleigh. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what actually happened with your franchises uh, during the time before you incorporated your consulting firm? Uh, so what happened with our franchise? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here's where the fun story <laughs> And I'm going to use the word fun now because it's, it's long past, but I think this is the big learning lesson. And, and this is where I can speak to people about fears about sure. franchising. Um, so through a process of taking on the resale and building the business, um, there was a lot uncovered, unfortunately, about my, my spouse at the time, uh, the way that he was handling business decisions yeah. and clients. And, you know, it was a, it was a $4 million business that went to $300,000 in four years. Wow. And to speak to the strength of the franchisor, uh, they did everything they could do to help. Right. And the district manager is, was fabulous. I, I still keep in contact with him, mm-hmm. uh, but did everything they could to come in and support and help and guide and, you know, any reports and information and, and anything that the franchisor could do to help yeah. get the business back. And, you know, where, where some of the key points are that need to be tweaked and, and what needs to be revamped and, in taking a look at everything, they got me involved, you know, for, for some of the fun information mm-hmm. on the story. I basically, I basically got a, an SOS call one day saying, we don't know what's happening. 
And, right. you know, for, for a while, some of us were, were legitimately concerned as to, you know, what was going on with him. And uh, eventually they had to take the franchise away from him. It had gotten to a point where um, either someone came in with a ton of money yeah. or, you know, it, it just, it wasn't going to get out of the, the hole that it was in. And uh, so I speak to that with people because I think there's this idea in franchising that, that people think I make one wrong move or, or I make one small bad decision and the franchisor is gonna just take it away from me. Mm-hmm. And they're really not, they, they do everything they can. I mean, it was a good year and a half of efforts and trying and support systems that had we owned our own business, we never would have received. I mean, you're kind of out on an Island on your own. And, uh, so, and, and I know there, there's pros and cons to everything. I know, you know, some clients, uh, get uncomfortable feeling like they won't have any decisions and that everything is decided for them. And that, that's where I try to work with them in the beginning that it, it may not be for you. Um, but you know, franchising can definitely be a way to get into business ownership without having to make some of those crucial initial decisions launching a business off the ground. Yeah. So how how hard was it like running it at the beginning, the franchise? I think the system in place, obviously, the franchise, they always give you the manual like uh, instruction and training, like how to operate it better. But still, there is a lot of things to learn, like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. There like, is. How, yeah. How hard was for you and your partner like uh, starting and is there any lesson to be learned like a certain thing you guys did like it didn't pan out like how you wanted uh the initial training from the franchisor everything they did was top-notch and you know those are some of the things to look for that you know during my coaching and guiding with clients you know talk to the people on the front lines you know the, the people that are owning the businesses Uh, They will give you a true perspective. Now, with that, there's the grain of salt that you could talk to some McDonald's franchisees and there's going to be a few of them that aren't going to be happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember talking with um, a a bunch of, there was a a convention in in town once and we were at this fancy restaurant and what have you. And and there was a couple of people up at the bar and they were, you know, buying $300 bottle. $300 bottle of wine. And um, a few more were ordered and they were griping about the franchisor. And, you know, this is a nationally known franchise system that anyone across the world would know. And here they are. I think they each owned minimum 20 units Mm -hmm. and they were complaining and, you know, sure, there's growing, there, there's, you know, something becomes too big, whether you're Google, whether you're, you know, any of the big companies, you know, there's always going to be some issues that the employees aren't happy. But I found it really interesting that here they are in a great position. They own their own businesses. They have general managers running everything for them. They have store managers doing it. They, they scaled it to a point where most franchisees dream of getting as they were paying for everyone's drinks on their Black American Express. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, sure, money is not everything. You know, and this is, you know, something I get into with clients about what are you looking to do? Is it freedom? Is it personal choices? Uh, Freedom of your time with your family, with your hobbies? What do you want to do? 
but you know, no franchise system is perfect. So trying to understand you're going to have hiccups in the beginning, yeah. uh, learning hiccups that, you know, everyone can have those growing pains together. You can have the middle ground or you can have, you know, the, the one, the type of system or company or business that's been around forever. And you're not going to agree with everything they're doing, but all in all is, you know, 80, 20, is it, is it mm. doing for you the most? Do you still believe in the system? You know, is it, is it still providing you the goals that you want? Yeah. So right, right now, like a, you're consulting with other business owners and entrepreneurs. So what is the, like, a, what type of uh, specific thing are you helping with them? Like is a mindset or is it like a business strategy? What aspect of the business are you helping them right now? What I do is I'm really catching them at the point of, do they want to own a business and do they have the right perspective of what it means? Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll catch people at a frustration week or month and they, they truly have this idea the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. And sometimes it can be, I mean, it, it grass grows where you water it, but Business ownership can have a lot of positives, but you have to be ready to go over the hurdles to get there. Working for a company has a lot of positives, but there's a lot of hurdles to stay there. Yeah. And understanding the difference. So I'm helping coach people through an idea of a perspective. What do they perceive is going to happen? Because if they have the idea of business ownership or franchising up on a pedestal, then at some point it's going to get knocked down. At some point, yeah. there's going to be a disappointment. So I like to I like to have a real conversation, and I know sometimes some people perceive that as being negative, and, and I don't intend to be negative. But let's deal with some of the the real issues. Why you want this? What you're looking to do? What are you looking to solve? Are you wanting to stay where you're currently at and build something semi absentee? And okay, what's that going to take? That's going to take more funds, more financial, more cash. Uh, more employees, or are you going to want to leave where you're at and transition over and be the owner operator? So then what sort of skills do you have? Uh, how is that going to work in your everyday life? How is this going to look? So, yeah. um, you know, their perspective on franchising, their perspective on business ownership, coaching them um, and having some real perspectives on things. Yeah. I don't know. Did that answer the question? Yeah. That explained a lot, honestly. Uh... So in terms of like uh, those people who comes to for your help as a business owner, do they have that kind of clarity what they're actually looking for? Or you have to dig down to find out like what's the struggle there is or like why they can't grow where they want to be? It depends. It, it really, it can be, it can be all of that and anywhere yeah. in between. Yeah, it, it, it really, some people maybe had kind of looked at, at business ownership through franchising two years ago and the timing was off. Mm -hmm. uh, some, and now they're ready. They kind of understood, you know, what it was and they marinated on it for a little while. And now they're ready. Uh, some people come in gung ho. I only want food and I have to talk to them. Okay. Why do you want, why do you want this? Because if you know yeah. why and you understand some of the realities, then that's okay. Uh, but if you have a perception that food is the most awesome thing ever, and I'm going to make $10 million a year, well, let's, let's, step back a few paces plus yeah. another few <laughs> and and let's really understand this so people will come to me um at all different phases in their journey with us yeah. uh 
and, and, and I have to be able to coach them, talk to them, um, throughout that journey and, and get them to the point to understand, are you ready to do this? Right. Sometimes. And, and I do this, you might hear my dog bark here in a moment. Um, I do this where I, I make a joke about it in the sense that I feel like if we can take something big, like a big decision um, or a big element that you're doing in your life and inject a little humor in it, it lightens the mindset, it lightens the thinking, it gets people to relax a little bit. Because if you're mm -hmm. always talking about what's your goals, how much money, what do you want to invest? It can get a little overwhelming. Yeah. So I tell everybody, <laughs> pretend it's dating. Sometimes that's all about timing or finding the right person or finding the right business. And no one's getting married. We're just dating. Mm. <laughs> We're not meeting the parents yet. No one. <laughs> and you just I find out like, yeah. Just find out like, does it make sense for you to get into that right. kind of relationship, right? Same with the business. Right. Are you even ready to date yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you on tinder or do you want to get serious and go on match.com or whatever all these are and yeah. uh so yeah i've been figuring all that out and then if you do want to get married do they want to marry you and do you want to accept a proposal so being awarded a franchise and getting franchise married and signing the documents and a prenup <laughs> and going through all of this and yeah. then well and then you have the meet the team day which i call meet the parents mm -hmm. i mean does everybody understand each other and, and getting that understanding that, okay, this is how corporate runs things. And do I agree with them and break bread with them and understand that we're all for the most part on, you know, the same idea here of the growth and where we want this to go. And do I feel supported by these people? And then once you get franchise married, you can have franchise kids. Yeah. You know, do you have one child? Do you want 10 children? And how's that going to look and the expense to get to 10 children and all this stuff? Um, and then I also make the joke and, and you, you know, having your son, um, one child, you're more nervous. You may not know what you're doing as much. Yeah. You're looking for manuals. You buy the high chair, you buy the crib, you buy the, the car seat. And I don't think we have time for me to list everything that, you know, babies are us or whoever tells us we need, <laughs> but you have that for the first kid and you make that investment. But now the second kid, third kid, you already have all of it. So yeah. It makes it easier. Quicker. Yep. Yeah. So see, yeah. it's just more relaxed. Yeah. Also, you know how to carry the baby and everything. I struggled right. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You need a baby, Bjorn. <laughs> I know. I, I was so nervous to carrying him. And also like he was in a NICU. So he had like a loss of uh syringes and everything on him like all wow. of them eye wearing and everything so it was really hard so yeah uh coming back to Still your point that. yeah 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 so yeah coming back to uh, your uh, point which is like another thing i love to ask what kind of like a pros and cons have like having a franchise compared to like if someone wants to start a business probably start from a scratch let's say a startup and is it like a good thing to get into like a franchise or is it not too risky or do you think like uh, there is more simplest way what would you recommend if someone comes to you yeah so starting a business on your own can be a lot more about your passion you know the industry or the market or you're familiar with the backgrounds of everything um, it could be about your passion maybe a hobby you know about something mm -hmm. maybe you know, being a photographer um 
but then, so that's definitely a plus. And I do see people come to me, you know, I don't want to get into waste management. That's not my passion. So understanding, yeah. you know, why do you want to own this business? Getting into the goals is important. So starting something up on your own, and I've done photography as a side. So that's the reason I use that example. Um, you know, understanding how am I going to start doing sales? How do I price point my, my product or my service? Where am I going to start marketing this? Who else is my competition and, and how am I going to stand out from them? Do I hire a marketing consultant and a website consultant, building that website, uh, making the decisions on the logo and the colors and, you know, then the equipment, the investment yeah. in the equipment, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and there's definitely an empowering feeling that I get to make all these decisions and being yeah. the type A person I am. That's awesome. <laughs> also pretty scary it can start to envelop you and you know you you can get support uh you know i i'm uh, a volunteer at score we have that here in the united states for the sba there's score programs uh and there's just so much empowerment to to doing all of this on your own no one's going to tell you it has to be or look a certain way yeah but you have to understand how to how you're going to deal with your clients how are you going to do the end product? What if someone isn't happy? And there's a lot that goes on your shoulders about it. Yeah. Whereas with franchising, the processes, procedures are all in place. Mm. So from that standpoint, I don't want to use the term plug and play because that makes it sound super easy, but there's a lot that's already been foundationally set. And those crucial initial decisions on getting a business launched and off the ground and, and get it pedaling, get it going, you know, getting that bike going up that hill, it's done. And yeah. if you're choosing the right franchise system, and this is why there's the investigation and the validation, they will show you real estate, marketing. They've already thought through this. How are they going to bring customers to your business? And so you know, listening to them, following that, there can be a sense of ease and security in kind of feeling, you know, you're on the high wire, but you have a net under you. And, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a saying in franchising, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And I get the argument a lot about royalties and the fees. Yes. Though, I mean, some people will view those as a con and some people view them as a pro. Uh, right. You're going to have to pay fees and do stuff, you know, whether you're hiring an IT team, whether you're hiring a marketing team over here doing your you know, startup on your own, or whether you're going to hire a franchise system to be your support team and your consultant and what have you. So it, it kind of depends on where you want to put those funds and, and how determined you are and what you deem or perceive to be important. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that kind of dives into some of the initial pros and cons. I have noticed... Uh, it's easier to get funding for a franchise system for a business that's already, you know, set in place because uh, okay. they, they look to the franchisor. So that that is easier. I tried to get funding for the photography business and it, it's not as easy. Yeah. <laughs> Even having taken yet. courses and, and done all, all the lighting courses and the photography and the, the dark room, they're still skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a startup, there is no like a past figure they can look at That's like the a, thing. I, yeah yeah the irony of the bank banking world when you don't need the money they want to give you all the money in the world when you <laughs> when you need it the, they won't give it to you 
And uh, it's not only the bank tour, it's, it could be like a friends and family you, you can look at. <laughs> like when you're struggling, it's like all door is closing. And when you have like all abundance for you, like uh, you have like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in your bank. In that time, like uh, everyone else around you, they're wealthy in the same time. So you don't really actually need the help. And it's often kind of <laughs> happens. That's why people get broke. They go on the street because all of them doors is shut down on their face. So yeah, yeah it's just another lesson. So yeah, uh, those who's listening to our podcast, we're coming to an end. So if anyone wants to start a franchises and need a help or consultation from you, what's the best ways to reach out to you? Uh, the best way is my website. Uh, it's thefranchiseeducator.com. Okay. Uh, do you have any social media platforms? Uh, I do. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to get better at that. I do have to ask my high schoolers TikTok. <laughs> I'm, TikTok. Apparently, I've been told I need to do more TikTok videos. and So I, I have a consultant for that. It's a 15-year-old and 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hopefully great. Hopefully, not 10-year-old too much yet. But yeah, most everything's on the website. There's my 800 number, my email, but it's thefranchiseeducator.com. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Talenda, thank, thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing your valuable lesson with our audience. I really appreciate that. So, thank I wish you, you best of you. yeah. You're most welcome. So, I wish you best of luck with your career and your business and your personal life also. And you have like a wonderful year. Yes, yes, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, so yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. So. If you want to work with uh, Talenda, go check out our website and find her on a social media platform. You can follow her also uh, connect with her as well. So yeah, till then, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you.